Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As we continue to examine different people who were involved in and responsible for the crucifixion of Jesus and ask that question, why did they crucify him? Why did they crucify Jesus? Tonight we come to Herod, Tetrarch of Galilee. Herod is a very interesting individual and he had a very interesting relationship with Jesus. Even though here at Jesus' trial is the first time that he meets Jesus face to face. Herod is the son of King Herod the Great. King Herod the Great, of course, was the one in Jerusalem who visited with the wise men when Jesus was born and who sent the soldiers to kill all of the firstborn sons or all of the sons of, in uh, Bethlehem, uh, two years and younger, uh, based on the, the wise men, trying to get rid of Jesus even at that point. He was the reason that Mary and Joseph took Jesus into Egypt. That was the father. While Mary and Joseph and Jesus were in Egypt, Herod the Great died. And at that time, his son, Herod, became Tetrarch, or ruler over Galilee. So, under his jurisdiction, Jesus' parents bring him back to Bethlehem and to Nazareth and so on, and uh, Jesus lives out his life under the rule of Herod the Tetrarch. Herod is also, the, this Herod is also the Herod who uh, was having an affair with his brother's wife, uh, Herodias. And because of that, John the Baptist spoke against him and he ended up putting John the Baptist in, the, in prison. And you know how that one turned out as eventually... Uh, Herod had uh, John the Baptist beheaded. Same Herod. It was interesting that as Jesus began to gain in more popularity and so on, rumors were going around that he was John the Baptist reborn. I find that a very interesting theological idea considering that John the Baptist and Jesus were contemporaries of each other and in fact John the Baptist baptized Jesus so how could how could John the Baptist or Jesus be John the Baptist come back to life again I mean you know uh, but people come up with all kinds of weird theological ideas to try and explain stuff you know that but the point is Herod heard those rumors and Herod somewhat believed them. So there was a little bit of animosity of Herod toward Jesus before he even met him. Some guilt at what he had done to John the Baptist maybe caused fear if he was John the Baptist returned to life. Concerns and problems. In fact, at one point, some Pharisees told Jesus that Herod was, going to, was attempting to kill him. As Jesus' 
ministry went on and he was performing miracles and all of that. Of course, Herod heard about those things as well. So he began to get a new interest in Jesus. Wanted to see him do a sign or something like that, you know. So you've got Herod having never put eyes on Jesus, having some fear, some guilt, some curiosity, all about this prophet Jesus. And now he gets his chance. Pilate sends Jesus over to see Herod because he's from Galilee. Herod's big chance. Wants to see Jesus perform a sign. Do a miracle. Show me something. What does he get? A man doesn't look all that imposing or all that special. He's in chains. He's on trial for his life. Still, show me a sign. Jesus, dance for me. Let me know this great prophet that you are. And he questions him at length. And what does Jesus do? Nothing. He does nothing. He says nothing. Eventually, Herod, I don't know, throws up his arms or whatever. And they mock him. And they ridicule him. Herod turns his back on Jesus. And eventually sends him back to Pilate. Make no misunderstanding. Herod had the authority to free Jesus. Jesus from Galilee. Herod was tetrarch, was ruler of Galilee. Herod had the right and the authority. If he thought Jesus was innocent, to say, you're innocent, you go free. And it would have been over. Right there, right then. Herod had that kind of power. But Jesus wouldn't dance for Herod. Jesus wouldn't answer. So Herod washed his hands, if you will, and sent him back to Pilate. And so Herod becomes part of that group who crucifies Jesus. Why? Why did he crucify Jesus? Because Jesus wouldn't do what he wanted him to do. Jesus wouldn't dance. You see, unlike the Jewish leaders from last week who tried to get rid of Jesus, crucified Jesus because they wanted to do it their way and not Jesus' way, Herod crucified Jesus because Jesus wouldn't do it his way. Because he couldn't control God. Oh, how we are like Herod, huh? One point or another, we're doing the same thing, aren't we? We want God to dance to our tune. We want God to answer us 
in our way. Show us the miracle. Do the sign. We pray. We're ill and we pray for healing. And the healing doesn't come. God doesn't answer, it seems. Lord, I'm without a job. I need a job. Get me a job. We go, we try applying at two or three different places and nothing happens. No job. What happens? (laughs) We get upset with God. God didn't do it our way. He didn't do what we wanted him to do. And so we wonder, God, do you really care? You really love me? God, do you have the strength or the power really to do that? Don't we go there sometimes? Don't we question God because he doesn't do it our way? Some circumstance in our life and we pray to God and nothing happens. There's no answer. We question Him. And we doubt Him. We're ready to turn our back on Him. In my almost 40 years of ministry, I hate to think how many people walked away from God's church because God didn't do what they wanted Him to do when they wanted Him to do it. And if he wasn't going to do that, then they were not going to have anything to do with God. We see it time and time again. Some of the studies that are out show that that's why many of our young people are leaving or not going to church or turning away from God. They'll say, oh, I tried God. I prayed for this or I asked for that or I did this or that and God didn't answer me. God didn't do what I wanted him to. So what good is God? I don't need him in my life. I don't know if he's any good. He doesn't fit our mold. And we turn our back. We question God. Just like Herod. We crucify him in our life. I think it's kind of interesting as we're going through the Believe series this week, we're reading about what? Offering our time to God, which is the exact opposite of what Herod was doing and what we do so often. God, you fit our time, mold to our way of thinking, do what we want when we want the way we want. Instead of offering ourselves to God. Lord, my day is yours. What would you have me do for you today? We turn it around. Jesus was tempted by Satan. And each time... Jesus turned to the Word of God and trusted in his God to care for him. Really? 
Lent is the perfect time to look at this sin. Not just from the perspective that we know that it is forgiven by Christ, but understand. See how God works in His own ways, in His own time, for our good. Do you tend to doubt whether God has the power to help you? Whether He loves or cares about you? And look to the cross. God doesn't need to prove Himself to you or to me. He already has. He sacrificed His own Son for you and me. Is there any greater act of love? Is there any more caring thing that a person can do than what God has done? God saw our need, our problem, and He answered it His way. Not by making us do all kinds of things to pay for our sin. He answered it in the most unusual way, in the most loving way, in the most caring way, by giving His Son to die for us so that you and I could have eternal life. He used His almighty power to overcome death, to overcome sin, to overcome Satan so that you and I could live forever in heaven. God has demonstrated His power. We don't have to question that every time He doesn't do it our way. God has shown His great love and care for us on the cross. We never have to doubt that, even when He is silent to our prayers. Our God loves us and cares for us. He hears our prayers, and He does answer them in His own way for our good. He has demonstrated that time and time again. It's not God danced to our tomb. It's Lord, we trust you. We believe in you. We wait upon you. Your healing will come. I may not get one of those jobs, but you've got something else in mind for me. If I wait and walk with you, let my time be your time. Let your ways be my ways. Turn it around. It's not God do what I want. But Lord, how can I give of myself, give of my time, give of my abilities to live for you? Knowing that you will take care of everything else. Trusting that you will bring every situation in my life to my good according to your will. This is how we live. The cross proclaims it. God's love, God's care, God's strength. We trust in Him. And we let Him be God rather than us. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of our God, the fellowship of our Holy Spirit, 
strengthen you and bless you to live every moment of every day trusting in and living for this God who loves you. Amen.